Hey there, and welcome to Tune In with Marcy. This is episode 26, and I'm exploring why we all need to connect with our spirit guides right now, like right now. Before we get into this week's episode, I have a really exciting announcement and an invitation for you, and that is that I'm leading my life-changing intuition development program, Intuition 101, once again, uh, starting next month. Enrollment is open until Sunday, November 1st, and this cohort starts the first week of November. So if you're listening to this podcast in the week that it came out, we start literally next week. This program is life-changing. Like, I really want to assert that if you do the work in the course, if you do the exercises that I give, if you follow along, then you absolutely will grow your intuition. And this program empowers you to receive guidance, insights, and support from your soul, spirit guides, ancestors, and supporting powers every single day to unlock the mysterious language of spirit all around you that includes understanding how to decode signs and synchronicities and whether something is a sign or synchronicity or not, to heal your fears that are blocking your connection with your intuitive voice and your intuitive channels, all using ancient and modern practices to open your intuitive channels safely. How it works is we all meet as a community live on Zoom once a week Starting the first week of November, you will meet like-minded, sensitive souls to provide you with accountability, encouragement, and foster a sense of belonging when you realize others have the same intuitive questions that you do. It's so relieving when that happens. We all could use loving, supportive community right now where we feel seen and heard after such a really tough year. And I know that for myself, that's exactly how I want to close out 2020 and ring in 2021 is being in a community of sensitive, intuitive people. So if that's something that resonates with you, I'd love for you to join. All the details can be found on my website. Just head on over to Marcy Moberg, M-A-R-C-I-M-O-B-E-R-G, Dot com and find the Intuition 101 banner on the homepage. And when you click it, you can learn more. I'm Marcy Moberg, and this is Tune In with Marcy, a podcast devoted to exploring what it means to reconnect to our intuitive nature. Welcome to Tune In with Marcy. I'm your host, intuitive coach and healer, Marcy Moberg, and I'm so grateful that you are here today. First off, my podcast turned one year old. Can you believe it? I'm, I'm really excited about this and grateful because I launched this podcast around Halloween in 2019, uh, so last year, on purpose. I actually chose that time on purpose. I'll say more about why later in this episode and why this time of year is quite auspicious. But first, I wanted to take a moment to celebrate this really huge milestone. I started this podcast, honestly, as an experiment to just kind of see what happens. (laughs) People have been asking me to create a podcast for years, and so I finally decided to do it. And I wanted to do so to share more meaningfully with the people who love my work like you and to connect in a way that felt like 
we were in a more kind of personal, intimate, like one-on-one having tea together experience on a weekly basis. And that to me felt much more possible through something like a podcast than just continuing to write my blog on a weekly basis, which is something I did for quite a long time. So in case you're wondering, yes, I am going to continue the podcast. Absolutely, absolutely, yes. I love creating with the power of my voice and speaking and teaching is definitely one of my favorite mediums and I would say one of my superpowers. So that is definitely continuing. This week's podcast episode really has two parts and they weave together. So make sure you listen to the whole thing because I I really think both, both halves are imperative to the main kind of message and the main invitation that I have. And the first part is a card poll I did with a tune in for the collective during this time. Many listeners have asked me to channel some intuitive messages about what's currently happening. So I did a three card poll for the next 30 days for the collective. And uh, I'm not going to lie. Well, you know, I give things straight. That's kind of how I am. I roll. That's how I roll. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a real talker. And I'm not going to lie, it's an intense card pull, but honestly, intense medicine is still medicine, and I think intense medicine is some of the best soul medicine, and often comes during times of growth, and I might even say like huge evolutionary leaps and bounds in our own personal and collective growth, and that's kind of really where I think we are at this point. I think we're going through these really tough times And it is an opportunity to evolve as a collective and as a human species in a huge way. Now, will we do it? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) I'm hoping. But, you know, I think that we're (laughs) we're really having to come to terms with shadows that we have not dealt with. Yeah. So intense medicine is good medicine. It's still intense, though. I'm not going to lie. But um, don't worry. I have some hopeful messages in that as well. It's not all like, you know, it's not it's not all heavy. <laughs> there's good there's goodness in it. Um, and the second part of this episode is about how this collective message connects to this auspicious time of the year. And uh, one strategy I'm really leaning on and I've continued to lean on in 2020 to keep myself sane during these really wild times where so many of us are just exhausted and tensions are running high. Uncertainty is just really wafting through the air. There's really one strategy that I come back to time and time again that is, it is the single thing that's gotten me through 2020 so far. And honestly, it's the single thing that's gotten me through um most of my really difficult times in my life. It has been like an essential anchor. So I'll talk about that. If I were to sum up the card poll, it would be to lean into the unknown, to tend to our darkness, and to lean into the mystery. And I'll speak much more about that in a bit about the mystery piece. So I pulled cards from one of my favorite tarot decks that I'm working with lately, the Herb Crafters Tarot. It was a deck that was gifted to me by a friend, and I really absolutely love it. 
As I go through this card pull, I'll share both what the reflections in this deck are, as well as the kind of classical Raider White tarot card for each of them as well and how they're how they're related because that's generally when I'm working with this deck it's kind of I create this kind of interweaving um, between what this deck has to say and what the classical kind of Raider White tarot deck has to say if you don't know what Raider White tarot is it's okay you don't have to know tarot to understand kind of what I'm going to be talking about next It'll, it'll be pretty clear so the first card I pulled and by the way, if you do your, uh, you know, you do a three-card pull traditionally in a kind of tarot form, uh, that's not how I do my card pulls. <laughs> my card pulls are are very uh, intuitively done and a little bit more like a conversation with my guides than following a specific format. So, uh, so don't translate these. If you're a traditional like tarot person and you usually do three cards, don't translate this into the format that you should do it because uh, and what they might be associated with because. That's not what this is. This is a, a conversation that I had with spirit and card pulling along the way. So this is kind of where it came from, where, where it came to, rather. First one is the Five of Fire, which is associated with, in this deck, Black Kohash. I'll talk a little bit about that. And the Five of Wands. Now, first off, Black Kohash as a plant is a really interesting plant since it's often known to have an affinity with people who bleed who are going into uh, menopause and, and really helps to regulate hormonal transition. But on a spirit level, from what I've learned from my teacher, Ashley Ellen Bass Lataki, is that it's also known for supporting people with a dark depressive mood. And that's interesting because this card aligns in the classical tarot deck with the five of wands. And and in that deck, it really shows this image of a group of people in conflict with each other with their wands. Like literally they're, you know, they're fighting each other with these staffs, like these these wooden staffs. And when I've seen this card come up, it either reflects conflict with other people. It's either like literally just like either naming that there's conflict already or naming that there's a conflict that's going to continue or naming a foretelling of some conflict, but also it often relates to a lot of internal strife, you know, like internal strife with inside of ourselves that maybe different parts of ourselves are literally fighting each other. That to me feels like, that to me feels like exactly what's happening. (laughs) That there is a lot of internal strife for each of us individually and that that is also then manifesting itself in the collective as some externalized strife as well. And Black Kohash in the, in the deck says, honor the fire rising within, neither deny your anger nor let it rule you. And, and this is something that I've seen come up a lot in client sessions recently, and that is how to honor your anger in a really productive way. Anger is, it's, it's alive right now. What happens, you know, like I haven't navigated the transition to menopause myself, um, but folks and friends that I have who have navigated that transition, I mean, they all kind of consistently say the same thing. It was like really intense. It's really rough. Um, there's a lot of shedding of parts of yourself that no longer serve you. And, uh, <laughs> And that they just stopped giving a fuck about people's opinions, to be honest. And I use that language like strongly on purpose because that's, that is literally like, I feel like that's, that could be like a bumper sticker. 
like menopause, you stop giving a fuck about other people's opinions. And that is consistently what my friends who have gone through menopause have to have described to me what it's been like for them. And also what I've witnessed with some of my clients who have navigated that transition. And I really think in many ways, we're kind of being invited on a collective to kind of go through menopause. We're being invited to fucking grow up. We're being invited to mature. We're being invited to start to um, develop some more wise elder wisdom inside of ourselves and to embody that. Like this kind of old teenager psyche that so many of us are collectively stuck within is not going to work moving forward. It hasn't worked for a long time. It's not going to work moving forward. We have to grow. And in order to grow, sometimes you have to go into some really difficult places inside of yourself, inside of your psyche, and and to deal with and reckon with some parts of your life. And when we do that, that often um, brings up anger. And anger is really what comes after um, when folks kind of are are navigating healing through depression. A lot of times they will move from, from depression into anger. And that's actually a sign that their system is being resilient Because when anger comes online, that's moving someone generally out of more of a frozen state into a fight response, which is a healthy, um, which is a healthy kind of energy on a nervous system level. It doesn't mean that then you kind of go out and fight people. That's the mistake. (laughs) A lot of times when people's anger comes online, when they're going through their healing process, they then, if they've struggled with personal power, they've struggled with boundaries, then they kind of end up just kind of acting that out and kind of <laughs> vomiting their anger all over other people. That's not, that's not it. The, the, the invitation is to say, okay, now that your anger is online, great. Take that as a sign that you've moved through some of this more stuck energy. It's starting to activate. It's starting to move. Let's help it move further. So developing anger practices like uh, in the safety of your home with yourself, not with other people that you could harm, like just allowing your anger to move through you, whether it's literally like vigorous, like really, really vigorous, sweaty exercise or um, one of my uh, mentors and one of my therapists, you know, she kind of talks about it as like, you need to be able to fight and then win in a sense, like to be able to get the fight response. So anything that's kind of like a really intense physical exertion, like a nice workout. Um, I've been doing lots of cardio boxing the last um, two months or so in service of the anger that's kind of come online for me over what's been happening. Um, And so, you know, any kind of productive movement of the energy in your body where you're just allowing the energy to move. You're not hurting yourself or anyone else. You're allowing that to just like move through you. A lot of times once you let let that anger energy move through you, you can get to the other side of clarity. That's really where clarity lies. But so often we kind of get stuck in, in that place with the energy and then it's like, well, we kind of, in other words, we kind of get stuck in the five of wands. We get stuck in this place where we're just kind of in conflict with ourselves and other people rather than going like, ooh, there's a lot of energy here. Let me move. Let me allow this energy to move. Let me do something constructive with it instead of like turning it in on myself and creating internal conflict or turning it out on all these other people and creating like, <laughs> you know fights with my friends and family where it's not needed. 
Now, it doesn't mean that there's not truth. A lot of times there's there's like a, a, a very, there are some very real truths in our anger and those are important and sacred. And the invitation is, can you allow your body's nervous system to process the anger fight response in a constructive way so that then those truths, if you need to do something with them, speak to them, act on them, whatever that is, so that then those truths are coming from a place that's not reactive, but that's coming from a place of your, your innate wisdom where those truths originated from. So that's really what it is. Black Kohosh, we're growing the fuck up. <laughs> growing up. <laughs> okay, Nine of Fire, Wild Cherry is the next one, Nine of Wands. And when this card pops up in the traditional tarot, it reflects a sense of weariness. Like, that's generally the theme that I see when this comes up. It's really like a weariness that we feel of like, oh my God, I've done all this work. The image classically is a person who's taken um, eight wooden staffs and put them in the ground and then they, they're holding uh, another staff in their hand, the ninth one, and they look tired and they've got like a bandage on their head and they're sweaty and they're just like exhausted. And so you can kind of get this sense of like, you know, when you've put so much work into something, when you've been trying to like lay the groundwork, when you're almost done, a lot of times you feel exhausted, you feel beaten up. Um, but this is usually a, a card that's a sign that, hey, you know, you're almost there. Like literally, if you kind of take the wider perspective and you look, there are nine, uh, there are eight staffs already in the ground. You only have one left. Like you're almost there. And that's kind of where I feel like we are around some of what's unfolding here, both also timing wise, my fingers crossed, uh, given that the election is happening soon. I hope we're going to have a change in leadership. Um, <laughs> and so <laughs> this is, you know, but also we have this situation of like, there's just like a lot of exhaustion and, 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 and burnout that's happening for so many of us of like nervous system is activated, the pandemic in the United States, the US election, like it's just, it's a lot, right? And at least with the election piece, we're almost there. We're almost to that point where uh, hopefully something's going to change. At the very least, we will have some knowing about what things are going to look like. But usually this is a card where we're like, okay, feeling really wary. And, um, and it could be a, a time where we could end up kind of quitting and walking away. And it's a time when we're invited not to actually quit and walk away. That's not, we're not, we're not invited to quit and walk away. Um, so the question is, how can we tend to that weariness? How can we um, gain greater perspective and see how far we've got come? And whether this is ha whether you're kind of feeling this about what's collectively happening or you're feeling this about what's happening in your personal life, I just invite you to kind of take a step back and get some greater perspective. Uh, and I'll talk about one strategy that I use to do that later. I also find it really interesting that in the herb herb crafters tarot, this card is affiliated with um, wild cherry, which is interesting because wild cherry is a remedy that's used to make cough syrup to treat brachial infections. And well, you know, we're dealing with a pandemic. <laughs> so that's quite interesting and quite um, poignant in how it's connected to this sense of like, yeah, we're exhausted about the pandemic. Um, and I think for me, the gem that I see in this of where there is some hope and insight is, is Wild Cherry's last message in this deck, which is 
You have the strength and stamina to meet life's demands with confidence. And I think that's really what we need to, 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 to know and believe for ourselves when we're in that phase of our life, whether we're experiencing it on a greater scale or in our personal life, where it's like you're almost, you've, you've almost accomplished your goal, like you're almost there and you're really weary and you're really tired and it's really easy for you to just kind of walk away. And the invitation is to say, no, you have the strength and stamina to meet life's demands with confidence. Like you can do this. Um, and tend to your sensitive, you know, like weary self right now so that you can, you can have this, you, you can draw from this strength and stamina to, to complete this, have confidence in yourself, which brings me to the last card. Now, I actually really love this card in the deck. Um, a lot of people are scared of it, but I feel like most people, most cards that people are scared of, I am not generally, I think because <laughs> they've, uh, I think some of the hardest cards in the deck have apprenticed me over the last several years. Um, there was like a, I think I wrote about this at some point, but there was a large period of time in my life where I literally always pulled the tar- tarot, the tower card, like every single day for months. Um, and if you're not familiar with the tower card, uh, it's a, a card where people are literally jumping out of a tower that's been struck by lightning pretty intense card, right? <laughs> um, also, I've pulled the death card a lot in my life. Doesn't, most of the time has nothing to do with somebody dying. It's more of a kind of physio, like a psychic death, like we're, we're letting parts of ourselves go. And I pulled this card a lot in my life, which is the moon card. And um, <clears throat> so I feel like I know this card well. We are like intimate friends. And in this deck, in the herb deck, um, the moon card is connected to Datura, which is really interesting. Datura is an interesting plant because it's poisonous, actually. Um, Not supposed to digest it. It can be really deadly. So don't go out and don't hear this and then go try to get Datura. No. Um, It is sometimes ingested in small quantities in special preparations during sacred ceremonies in some parts of Central and South America to alter consciousness. Uh, I have not done that before, uh, but just to give you like greater context on where it's coming from. Uh, regardless of that, what this plant is most known for is not being afraid of the dark, is what I would say. Um, yeah, poisonous plants a lot of times can have these... Um, alignments with darkness and sometimes they might mean that they carry the energy of darkness but a lot of times the way I personally understand it is that they carry the ability to navigate really gnarly stuff and um are you know in this sense I see the the quote-unquote darkness is is really being our deepest depths of our personal and collective shadows and what I think is interesting is that the nickname of this plant of Datura is Devil's Snare. Like, damn. Can it, like, just, I want you to imagine, like, a person, okay? Imagine a person who's wearing this, like, beautiful, white, flowy um, dress, and they kind of, like, illuminate and um, come alive in the night wherein the moon is bright and uh, they're known for like spending a lot of time in 
in in the dark and like scary places that other people might not go. And uh, their nickname is Devil Snare. Like, damn, like that's a person that's got some uh, interesting strength and resilience, right? And so in herbalist uh, Sophia Rose describes a Datura's flower essence, which is the vibrational medicine, <clears throat> the vibrational essence of the medicine. You can think of it as kind of, um, it's not like homeopathy, but it's, it's working with the vibrational essence of it. So you're not ingesting the plant matter, you're ingesting a preparation that has the vibrational energetic essence of the plant. So what she says about Datura's flower essence is that Datura's queen of the desert. Her flower essence helps us to give death to those things in our life or those parts of our psyche which are long overdue for dismissal. Um, and I think that's interesting because, yeah, that's kind of where I feel like we are. <laughs> We're collectively at a place of um, death in a sense of like we're experiencing the very real difficult experience of that happening a lot, unfortunately, because of the pandemic. But we're also experiencing it in a sense of like, there are just ways of being, thinking, habits that no longer work for us. And I think that this pandemic has brought us to a place where we've had to face that. Some of us have had to spend a lot more time alone than we are used to. Um, some of us have had to change our routines in ways that we're not used to. And so it's really kind of brought us to the edges of ourselves. And in my experience, both through what I've seen in my personal life, my friends, my clients, my students, is that a lot of these pieces of our shadow, a lot of these pieces of our, of our subconscious and unconscious self are being brought to uh, light are bringing back to consciousness so that we can shift them so that part we can literally allow parts of us to die we can allow parts of us to fall away um I had the Torah actually show up for me earlier this year in a dream and I can say that absolutely at that point in my path it definitely coincided with the death of a layer of my former self and um gotten pretty good about letting those layers go now. <laughs> I don't fight it anymore. <laughs> uh, but I know some people do. And if we think about this, if you look at the actual traditional tarot card of the moon, uh, some people fear this imagery because it has two wild dogs howling at the moon. It has a, a scorpion. Like it's, it's all about the depths and the intuition. And uh, sometimes it's understood as... Um, a time where there can be like uncertainty, mystery. It looks really, the scene is really wild and really gnarly. And it isn't that the nature of, you know, isn't that kind of really the nature of our deepest parts of ourselves. And the moon really is, has this beautiful, strong affinity with um, intuition. So it's interesting that the herbal deck that I use with Dottora said, like Dottora's message in that was, intuitive awakening awaits, turn towards mystery with curiosity and courage. And that's really where I think we are. We're invited to turn towards mystery with curiosity and courage. And, and really we're being invited into an intuitive awakening. We're being invited to really connect to our intuition in a very intentional way 
that allows these parts of ourselves that no longer serve us personally and collectively to fall away so that something wiser inside of us can lead. Hey there, Marcy here. I just wanted to pop in and extend my personal invitation for you to join Intuition 101, my life-changing practical program on developing your intuition. It's full of really, really wonderful, rich content, an amazing supportive community, and expert handholding from me along the way. This journey includes really important topics like psychic boundaries, you know, how to have some psychic protection practices to keep you safe and connected to yourself when you tune into your intuition. It explores the clairs, which are really our inner senses and where our intuition communicates to us. So it's like we have uh, external vision. We also have internal vision. And I go through all of the different senses, what they look like and how we can actually utilize them. We cover channeling. How do you have direct communication with your spirit guides and helping spirits? We cover meeting a spirit guide and making sure that you're using discernment to connect with a spirit guide that's actually aligned with your destiny, your purpose, and is safe to work with. We always include inner child work because I'm a shadow worker and I believe that we really need to release any fears that may be actually inhibiting and blocking our intuitive connection. And we also talk about two really powerful topics, which is past lives and ancestors. Those are two topics that I get asked questions about all the time. How it works is we meet live on a pretty much almost weekly basis. We have some breaks because of the holidays. Um, and we meet together and in circle up and I do a lecture, we do Q and A, and we do practical exercises. What you'll get in this program is tools and skills. You will get a practical, easy to use approach that you can replicate and continue to use long after the program. You will get clarity using your hidden intuitive and psychic abilities to feel constant support on your path. You'll get connection. You'll create meaningful personal relationships with your soul, your spirit guides, and the life around you. You'll receive confidence. This is huge for sensitive people because I want to empower you through the, in this program to really own your power, to release your fears, and to drop resistance from clear communication, from your intuition. And best of all, you'll get community, which is something I think so many of us need right now where like-minded, sensitive souls just like you will support each other. So you can check out more about this program on my website at marcymoberg.com. Check out the banner Intuition 101, or you can find the link in the show notes and join us. Enrollment closes November 1st, and we start the first week of November. I would love to have you as a member of our cohort. There's also a lengthy FAQ at the bottom of the enrollment page that you can also check out. And if you have any other questions, you can always email me directly. I look forward to seeing you in this life-changing program during this really auspicious time when the veils are thin. Let's communicate with our spirit guides together. I have one more announcement for you. If you're on the fence around whether to join Intuition 101 or you'd like the opportunity to experience what it's like to be in a circle with me live, I have a free opportunity for you. 
this Saturday, October 31st, because we're going to be tuning in to connect with our ancestors in this time where the veils are thin. October 31st is traditionally a time when many cultures acknowledge that the world, the, the, the veils between the worlds are very thin. And in this thinning, the spirit world can actually communicate with us more clearly. So that part of our intuition that is not just our inner voice, but actually our wider elder spirit team can communicate with us much more easily at this time. And as we head into the inward focus months of winter, I want to invite you to tune in with me and a group of other sensitives to receive guidance for the months ahead. Like, wouldn't that be great to know kind of, okay, here's what the guidance I have for the next several months as we kind of close out 2020. The, the hell year of 2020. Um, so if that interests you at 11 a.m. Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific time, I am leading a group where we will be connecting with our ancestors in a full moon tune-in ritual. We will tune in to check our heart's guidance. We will honor the wellness in our ancestral heritage, and we will be meeting a well ancestral guide. You can find out all the details on my website or at the show notes in the, the link in the show notes. If you head over to the workshops tab on my website, then you'll find uh, a link there for the live event on October 31st. So I hope to see you for this very meaningful Halloween tune in. So in many ways, the intuitive messages I picked up on through the card poll I did is that we are, as we all know, navigating a really tricky time right now. And there is a lot of opportunity for growth, but it's uncomfortable. And we're being invited to let parts of ourselves kind of really fall away, like die and move on, that no longer serve us. And we're being invited to work with, you know, the shadow parts of ourselves when we're navigating tricky times, uncomfortable times, for myself personally, the, the lifeline for me when I have navigated difficult times are my connection to my spirit guides and my well ancestors, but the well powers that support me in my life. And I'll talk a little bit more about this, but it's kind of like, you know, when you're stuck uh, it's helpful to have counsel with a dear friend, to have counsel with someone like a therapist, a healing practitioner, coach. It, it's helpful sometimes when you feel stuck, when you feel like you're really in the thick of difficulty, to have someone to seek uh, guidance with and receive counsel from, to have an outside perspective. And really our spirit team, our spirit guides, our ancestors, the well powers that work with us, that are attuned with our destiny are like that on the spirit plane. They can be like our counsel that we can turn to when things get really difficult and we can turn to when our spirit feels really downtrodden. And that kind of counsel doesn't um, dismiss other counsel, right? So I'm not suggesting that you tune into well and bright spirit guides and ancestors and you'll never need a friend to, um, you know, lend you their ear and, and brainstorm together with, or you'll never need to do a session with your therapist or a healing practitioner or coach. It's not about that, but it's about recognizing that we need different kinds of support, different kinds of counsel, different kinds of practitioners, different kinds of perspectives, and different points in our journey. And 
for me, when I felt the most stuck, it's actually my spirit guides that have supported me the most in tandem with other practitioners like my therapist or my coach or a healer that I'm working with at that time. So I really find that it became it becomes really life-changing when we know that we essentially have a council of elders that we can turn to at any point in our path. Now that we've talked about the intuitive messages for the collective, how do they line up with this time of the year? Well, right now we're drawing closer to October 31st, which is Halloween, also known as the Festival Samhain, which is a, a festival connected to my Celtic ancestors that I've been trying to learn much more about and in honor in my own way over the last several years. This time also coincides with the Mexican holiday Day of the Dead, which begins on November 1st, and the Catholic celebration of All Saints Day, also known as All Souls Day. That's a holiday that many people would say was a pagan or is a pagan festival that was adopted by the Catholic Church. Regardless of the history, there is a consistent theme that people on several continents across the globe in the past and in the present agree that this time that we are experiencing right now, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, where I currently live, believe that this time when we go from fall moving towards winter is a time where the veils between the worlds thin. And uh, myself, as a magical practitioner, I agree with this belief in practicality just because I've experienced in my own life and witnessed in the the lives of my clients and my students much more of a heightened spirit activity during this time of the year pretty consistently over the years. So we're in this liminal space in the northern hemisphere that is where I live between autumn and winter and in this transitional time where mother nature is is literally starting to kind of take energetic resources and go inward. Leaves are starting to fall off of trees Um, certain animals like bears will slowly move to a place of hibernation. In this transition time, there's also a change in the number of daylight hours. The hours of daylight get much shorter. And as the hours of daylight get shorter, that means there are more hours of darkness. And in the hours of darkness, it also means that there's more hours of sleeping. And uh, for definitely for animals, they tend to operate with the cycles of the sun. Uh, Unlike humans on this (laughs) modern day where we don't really follow those rhythms in the same way, we somehow keep the same hours that we do in summer, which doesn't make sense because the rest of the nature doesn't do that. At any rate, (laughs) regardless of whether we're sleeping more or resting more, nature is resting more. So like basically the rest of the planet and the rest of the species are generally resting more. And this means that there is more time spent in the form of consciousness, uh, spirit, than material form, which is like originally where we kind of come from, right? So we are a spirit in material form, or you could say we are consciousness animating this material form. And because we are spirit, consciousness, whatever you want to call it, animating this material form, when we go to sleep, in essence, we kind of leave the material form behind and we you know kind of emerge back into spirit consciousness which is really what happens when we dream um and so 
in this time, it's literally a time where collectively as um, a community on earth, life is spending more hours in spirit consciousness than material form. And because of that, that animates and activates the spirit consciousness more. So it's a time of year that is known for more spirit contact. It's a time of year that is known for easier connections with our ancestors and our guides. It's a time that's known for letting go and shedding what no longer serves us, just like the leaves on the tree do as we go into winter. Winter is meant to be this period of time where we are, you know, generally spending more time indoors and as we spend more time indoors we we you know we don't kind of have the same um outward focused energy the invitation is then to do very deep inward work during the winter months traditionally it's a time where we would be focused inward we would do deep inner healing work we would do um a lot of intuitive work we would do a lot of work on the spirit level of ourselves and then during the kind of active you know parts of the year where spring is like lots of blooming and and the summer during those months we would be maybe more externally focused maybe more externally tending to the material form and in turn then there's more magic there's more potent magic I believe at this time of the year because the veils are so thin And this time of year aligns deeply with all that is unseen, magic, intuitive, mysterious. All you have to do is look at themes like movie themes at this time of year that come out, Um, you know, holiday, the fact that Halloween exists. People, if you didn't know this, um, this old tradition, or at least one of them, there might be more than than I'm aware of, but at least one old tradition I know of that comes um, out of the Celtic lands of dressing in costume, the idea of dressing in costume was the recognition that the veils are thin and spirits are on the move. <laughs> like there's, there is more spirit contact and that October 31st, the veil is super thin and therefore the, the, the veil, the separation between these parallel, like parallel realms that exist between the material form and the spirit form um, thins. And so because of that, there's just way more spirits around. And so the idea was that you would dress yourself in costume to protect yourself from unwell spirits. And so even if you look at that, you look at that act, you know, that's interesting. That act comes out of this idea that there is much more unseen and mysterious activity happening now. And then even if you just look at the content of the costumes, the kind of costumes that um, come out at this time of the year versus, you know, maybe there's other times of the year where um, costumes come out in different forms. But this time of the year, if you look at it, the costumes, there are a lot of magical costumes. You see things like magical topics like witches and wizards, and you see kind of a lot of the fantasy Uh, magical realm even kind of on a popular level represented in costumes and I don't think that's by accident which is part of what I believe our card pull is pulling us into individually I mean collectively as well but especially individually those of us those of you who are listening to this podcast which is why I listened to my intuition and launched my podcast during 
this auspicious time of the year last year. And why I always lead my intuition development program, Intuition 101, starting at this time of the year, because I I did that intentionally and diligently connecting to these cosmic cycles and recognizing that this is a very potent time, um, not only for where you may be like on, on what you may be exploring personally, but really collectively, according to the cycles of nature and the, the cycle of maybe we might say like the collective psyche, like this is a period of time traditionally when intuitive studies would begin and deep inner healing work. Because now really is literally the, the time of the year to start developing our intuition. And, um, and what a better time than when the, the veils are thin, right? It kind of gives us this, it's not that you, you can do it any time of the year, of course, but it's, it's, it's really powerful when you can do this at the time when the veils are already thin. It's kind of like it gives you an opportunity to maybe not have as many obstacles as you would at other times of the year. That's what I could say about that. So so there's like a bunch of different ways we can honor this time of the year. One of those ways traditionally is cleaning and clearing energetically your house. So you clear out the energy of your space and you tend to the reality that spirits are roaming now. And so you need to um, tend to the energy in your home in this time. It is classically a time to do that. Um, another is to trust your instincts. So if something feels off in your space, trust that energetically there might be something off. It's not something to freak out about, but it's uh, therefore something then to return to step number one I suggested, which is to clear and clean your home. So you can tend to that. And then if you get stuck, you can contact someone like me. I was joking about this the other day with people, but you can contact someone like me, um, a ghostbuster like me (laughs) to help figure out what's going on. And, uh, you know, someone with practitioner skill who can help clear, help, help you navigate any sort of, uh, wonky spirit stuff. Pay attention to your dreams during this time. I think that's really important. This is a potent time for dream messages and intuitive insights. So I always think you should pay attention to your dreams, but especially when times are auspicious like this and the veil is thin, notice what's happening in your dream time. That could indicate that there could be some psychic interference, or it also could just indicate that, you know, it could, you might be able to recognize some really important messages from your spirit guides in this time. But the biggest strategy that I want to suggest that I, that I would, if you're going to like take one thing away from this episode and one perhaps strategy to focus on over the coming months. And that would be that I really recommend you learn how to connect with your guides, whether they are greater well powers um, on like kind of spirit guide level, or if they are your well ancestors. I really, really, really recommend this. If you love my podcast and you happen to want to learn from me, this is something that I have a zone of genius in, and I'd love to teach you. I cover this and a lot of other topics in my Intuition 101 program. So um, that's something that you can join. Enrollment is open until Sunday, November 1st. You can find the link in the show notes and also on uh, marcymoberg.com. You'll find a banner there for Intuition 101. 
Now, regardless of whether you learn with me or someone else, I do recommend that you learn how to connect into your intuitive guidance as we head into the winter time, because (laughs) it can be a really important lifeline, but I think so many of us need a really, really strong lifeline and plug-in to our council of elders right now as we continue to complete out 2020 because my spirit guides honestly and my ancestors have been my lifeline in 2020 they have kept me sane y'all like I'm sane because of them (laughs) like really (laughs) they've been a huge huge proponent of helping me navigate these really difficult times and during times when things felt like too much stress and just like too much I've had someone, you know, a team to really turn towards that always have a greater perspective than me. They have sparked hope for me when I have felt hopeless. That's really huge. They have guided my next steps when I felt really, really lost. And they've driven me to meaningful action when I felt stuck and frozen. So I really, really believe that connecting to our spirit guides is more important than ever before because our minds and our egos just honestly, they can't carry the weight. I don't believe they can carry the full weight of what we're moving through. Like we can't, we can't move through this difficulty. Number one alone, we need to like, people need to ask for help more. We need to lean on each other more. We need to foster relationships more. We need to move out of this place of such a heavy emphasis on individuality and a lot more of recognizing the power of collective. And we also need to in parallel. So like that's kind of, you know, kind of on a collective level, I think socially what we need to move towards and in parallel, like mirroring that inside of ourselves, we need to move from an individual perspective, which is like the ego into a greater, wider perspective, which is intuition and is our spirit guides and are our ancestors. Um, And this is part of the reason why, reason so many of us are, I think, struggling with some of the mental health issues we have right now. We're just, we're, you know, so many people I know are just trying to figure it out like alone or um, isolating themselves from support or not reaching out for support and are trying to just figure it out in their heads. And your head does not have the answers. Like, it just doesn't. If you're, you're spinning, that's not where the answers live. And sometimes even when we're trying to access, for example, our heart, sometimes our heart is so burdened as well that then we need, again, another source. And that's where our spirit guides and our ancestors come in. That's where they can help us. Our ancestors did not just rely on their minds, their egos, and the limited network of other humans. They understood the very real power, not be, not make-believe, the very real power in building relationships with other beings in the spirit realm, the other world, like angels, like guides, like, well, ancestors. They inherently understood that those powers animate this world. <laughs> like, they have a big role in what's happening here. It's not just about us. And our ancestors understood that. And they understood that the world of consciousness, the world of spirit, is something that we remain a part of while we are incarnate in material form. 
and that that's a world that runs parallel with our own, but we just happen to have most of our toes metaphorically in the world of material, while they have all of their toes in the world of consciousness and spirit. But as you've seen in 2020, the world of the material, if we put all of our eggs in that basket, if we put all of our eggs in the basket of our egos, if we put all the eggs in the basket of just our individual selves, like that's limited. That's very limited. So in order to really resource a fuller perspective, in order to resource a well of resilience, in order to be more whole, I would say, to be more balanced, in order to reflect more of reality, that this consciousness, this spirit form, this, this parallel experience exists, and we are a part of it, we need to know how to tap into the realm of spirit to guide us through the material realm. And we need to know how to do that skillfully, intentionally, and safely. In other words, we really need unlimited perspective to navigate what sometimes feels limiting. And that's really where ancestors and spirit guides come in. So I'm going to get off my soapbox for the day (laughs) in this episode. But uh, that's kind of what I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you with the offer to say, please learn how to connect with your well guides, your well ancestors, the powers that are working in your life. So that their work in your life is not accidental, it's not episodic, it is intentional, it is consistent, and you have a wellspring that you can tap into as times continue to be tough, as times continue to be tough. And um, if you love this podcast, if you resonate with anything I'm saying, I would love to guide you through that process in my Intuition 101 program, registration for the November cohort closes on Sunday, November 1st. I still have spots available. It's a wonderful program. I've run it for several years. It is um, really life-changing. I'm not exaggerating. And you will concretely learn how to connect to spirit guides and you learn how to do so safely with a sense of discernment because that is important. You learn how to Uh, tend to and clear your physical and your psychic space so that you can continue to clear energies and you learn how to act on that guidance and you learn how to understand that guidance because it's not enough to just do a meditation and connect into a spirit guide you know we all have our, our guides speak to us in different ways and so we need to learn the language of spirit and that's different for all of us we need to learn how to decode it in a sense. So if that resonates with you, I would love for you to join me in the journey. You can find out more about that at marcymoberg.com. In the meantime, enjoy the season. Take care of yourselves. Trust that you have the strength and uh, you can confidently continue to navigate even though you're feeling weary. Tend to your heart when you're feeling weary and most of all, recognize that you don't have to navigate what's happening alone. There are guides that want to support you. There are ancestors that want to support you. And there are people in your direct relationships in the human realm that you have that want to support you as well. Lean on your network because we need each other right now. With that, I'll end with just reminding you that being you takes courage. 
Thank you so much for tuning in today with me on my podcast, Tune In with Marcy. I hope you loved this episode and it enriches you as much as it has for me to create it. If you enjoyed the podcast, I would be so grateful for you to hop on over to Apple Podcasts, share your rating, and leave a review. Ideally, five stars. That way, more people can find this podcast, which would be wonderful. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And you can always learn more about me and my work at my website, www.marcymoberg.com. That's my first and last name.com. Until next time, remember, being you takes courage. Lots of love. Lots of love.